going on, everybody? This is our AEW in review. I'm talking about Jolly B. Um, Brad, Brad, how you doing? I'm doing good. Ate some glizzies for dinner. So mm, good I go. ate some glizzies before bed last night. <laughs> it was bad. I was just, I was, I was getting hungry because uh, we mm-hmm. ate maybe. I don't, we we eat fairly early, so a lot of the time I'll get uh, I'll get hungry late. And I went to the fridge, and there are these like pork, cheese, and like sweet pepper glizzies. I was like, mm. oh man, that and sounds. I, Delicious. So we had potato bread uh, buns. I was like, mm. dang, potato bread is That's delicious. That's a feast. Yeah, it, it was. Is. So I, I put two of those shits in the fucking microwave oven <laughs> on broil. We had, and then because uh, I didn't want to, I was lazy and I didn't want to go to the barbecue. And even yeah. when I pulled them out, someone was like, "Are you going to cook those?" And I'm like, "Maybe, I might <laughs> cook these." Why? I was like, I'm pretty sure they're cooked already, ahead of time. So, the, yeah, there was a, there are. was a unless good... you get like a bratwurst, then they're not cooked. But I think no, most it, it wasn't. Cooked. They weren't sausages. <laughs> um, so the, there was a good chance I wasn't going to, but <laughs> but I did, I did. And tonight, when I, I was in I high school, I worked, and that was delicious. When I was in high school, I worked at a uh, grocery store in the meat section. Mm-hmm. And my boss would just, like all the hot dogs that were going out of date, he would just uh, open them up and start eating them just straight out of the package. That dude was nuts. That's wild. He just, just imagine the real life Hank Hill, and that's who my boss was at the time. Also, rest in peace to the voice actor of uh, Dale. Is it Dale? Yeah, I saw that. That's sad. Yeah, mm-hmm. he passed away today. Um, so rest in peace to that man. I yeah. should find out his name. I don't have it handy. I'm sorry. I have too many. <laughs> I have all the podcast stuff open. I can't open up IGN to find out the man's name. Mm-hmm. I apologize. I should have done that earlier. I, can but... <laughs> I can't do a uh, sorry to that man about a fucking man's death. We gotta get, get that man's name for me, please. It is Johnny Hardwick. Johnny Hardwick. Rest in peace, Johnny Hardwick. Yes. Very funny man, yes. very good voice actor. I don't know what else he ever did, and I don't need to, because that was amazing. That's how I'll yeah, always he was remember Perfect him. as that. Um <laughs> Yeah, so sorry about no podcast last week. We tried. Um Yeah. Brad's AC blew up and his house turned yeah, into a broiler. Yeah, and then, it's like hundred and eight last week and yeah, and then no the way next I was day here with no AC. Then the next day your dad showed up. Yeah, <laughs> so we're we're gonna record again on Friday. Then Brad's dad was just like, "Hey, I need you." So, yeah, is what it is. Pretty. You say with a fridge. We did miss some big. No, I said I said it is what it is. <laughs> I don't know why I heard fridge. I was gonna say we we did miss some big um, news. The elite resigned. Yes, the elite the resigned. Sheeta won the women's title. I don't think mm-hmm. it's a. It's a win that's long for this world. I think that she's no. likely losing it very, very shortly. But we could be I wrong. think she's going to lose it. I think she's going to lose it at Wembley. Agreed. I believe yeah. I believe that is the case as well. We'll get into that. Um, we had a whole online 
kerfuffle about um oh my god i'm blanking on her name that veteran indie wrestler who oh um ah, crap i know her twitter handles like alpha female but i can't remember know this is this is super disrespectful (laughs) (laughs) this is what happens when you record a week after a week after the news happened it happened on friday i believe last friday um, so it was a happy accident that it was happening a day after because it meant that we would record and then we didn't record. Um, we've talked about her on this show numerous times because she Is wanted. Jazzy Gabbard? Is that her name? Who? No, that's a different lady. No, Hold yeah, on. no, she she wrestled for WWE. Uh, Jazzy mm-hmm. Gabbard. She's a, a German lady. Um, uh, she's French Canadian. Let me look it up. This is going to bother me, because we need to know. French, Canadian, female, wrestler. Lufisto. Lufisto, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, Lufisto. She, uh, she basically, uh, she, she put out a tweet, um, Basically taking a shot at the women's division uh, in AEW saying that it's not booking its talent related is mm-hmm. the issue. And people are like, yeah. that's interesting. Um, yeah. Because she's barely been there ever. She wrestled a dark match. Um, but yeah. she would know people there. And uh, Sean Rossat was like, well, I need an interview. So Sean Rock, Sean Rossap got that interview. She came on, told her story, basically said that she was. She met QT Marshall. She just happened to be at a, the same event as him. Uh, he recruited her to come to Dark. Um, he was he was saying, "Would you be interested in being a coach for us?" Um, he's he's saying, "Come do Dark. You can meet Tony." Um, be here at this time blah 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 so she traveled she got to the place she got there and what we've heard about aw is that in the back you got to know where you're going because it's otherwise it can seem disorganized Mm -hmm. like uh people are just going every which way back there and it to some people i guess can seem pretty crazy i'm sure people who've been there forever know what they're doing but i guess the there's basically no one there really to greet her. Um, I guess Allie saw her and was like, hey, what are you doing here? And she's like, oh, I'm supposed to have a match. And then Allie came back and was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> and I, I feel like <laughs> that probably makes it sound a little more hostile than uh, Allie probably intended. She's probably just like, be like, hey, what are you doing here? Because, again, Allie's also Canadian, so she would have known her for a while. Anyways, she said that she didn't really get a whole lot of direction. Um, she never talked to Tony. Um, she talked to Dustin briefly. Um, she said that he was very friendly. And then she went off somewhere else for a second or for a bit, came back. Ruby Soho was talking to Dustin. Ruby said, 
um, I gotta go, walked away. And then Dustin said, well, I guess all French Canadians are assholes, eh? And she took that as an insult, which, okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. Maybe he was joking in like a in a gruff way, like busting her balls. Maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Um, apparently, like uh, at the in that moment, um, uh, Uno walked by and he goes, "Isn't that right, Uno? Aren't French Canadians assholes?" And Uno went, "I'm French Canadian." Anyone like, oh well. Anyways, so. <laughs> Who knows? Like maybe he knew that Uno was French Canadian, and that's why he reached out to him because it was funny. Like, <laughs> anyways, she thought that Dustin was being a dick to her, um, and she couldn't figure out why. Because I guess five minutes earlier he was pleasant with her. She said that she has a a sort of a history. I'm doing quotations right now for the listeners. Um, a history with uh, with Ruby Soho, and where I guess Ruby Soho said some shit about Shimmer in the past while she was in Shimmer or something. I don't know. It's all, it's all seems, it all seems fairly innocuous. Mm-hmm. Um, and she sort of, uh, she just, uh, she thought like, oh, they're talking about me when she walked into the room. She said that the locker rooms are very separate and cliquey. Um, she said that she had heard that Britt Baker sometimes will purposely not lead people through a match so that they look bad. Who knows if that's the case or if somebody who was in a match with Britt Baker just felt that way because <laughs> she wasn't leading them through a match. Like, is she trying to sabotage them? Uh, who knows? I mean, most of the time, probably not. <laughs> like uh for yeah. what, what I've heard what I've tried to uh live my life by is uh if you're thinking that like the reason why people are acting a certain way is always the worst case scenario you're more than often incorrect and there's something yeah. else going on like oh that person was a dick to me oh maybe that person's got a headache or maybe that person just was talking to writers and they didn't like what was written for them. Or like it's it's not always about you. Is mm-hmm. uh, for sure. Like about a lot of this was seemed like it was, and I'm not saying she's wrong, but a lot of it was sort of. Uh, it seemed like it was her interpretation of the situation as opposed to maybe exactly what happened because she it was always like this person said this so i don't know why they would have said that so my thinking is maybe this and blah 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 like Mm -hmm. she was inferring a lot uh about because she wasn't actually told like oh ruby soho doesn't like her it it was ruby soho was talking to dustin you walked in the room and she left Mm -hmm. maybe maybe not um anyway she had her match I guess she uh, was asking people like, "Hey, what do you want to do in this match?" And they said, "Oh, you're you're gonna like break up a pin. You're gonna like uh, get hit by this." Like, or she's like, "Oh, do you want me to break this up?" They're like, "No, don't break up the pin. Oh no, you don't have to sell or do anything crazy like that. Just like take a powder or whatever." Um, she asked uh, 
blue or sky blue oh what do we do in this in this scenario and i guess sky blue looked at her like deer in headlights and she yeah. she had interpreted that as oh uh, sky blue's afraid to talk no sky blue's like a fucking teenager and has all and has barely been in the company, and may not have even been announced as like all elite at that time. And she's probably yeah. starstruck by you because you're Lufisto, <laughs> and you're like yeah. you're more than two times her age. No offense. Um, <laughs> like it's pro- like I again. I think that's again inferring like oh the reason why she didn't speak up in that moment is because she's afraid. Maybe. Like, no one's saying one way or the other, so you can't just... I don't know. It feels like it was a little jumping jumping to conclusions. Anyways, after the match, she thought it goes fine. She gets back there, and Dustin starts yelling at her, saying, like, what are you doing out there? You're in the ring with, uh... with, like, against four four signed people everyone in that ring is signed and you're not bumping like crazy for them what the hell are you doing and she's like well i was just doing what they told me to do and she's like, what would you what would what do you think i should do he's like he's like well you should have broken up the pin and you should have bumped you should have fallen to the floor outside there or some shit like that and she's like oh, okay whatever and i guess mm-hmm. essentially in the end she didn't get what was promised to her which was meeting tony khan and she uh wasn't happy with the with the direction or the feedback or and thought that everything was cliquey and since then has said that there was a all women's meeting uh, to they said shoot on thunder rosa and again she's not there she's getting this uh second or she's getting this uh from someone else in the company who she would not name mm-hmm. said that uh this said that there was a all said that there was a women's meeting where they were supposed to shoot on thunder rosa um the brit baker's crew was supposed to be was supposed to be discussed um Somebody heard about it and I guess ran to Britt Baker, had them prepared. Tony Khan was in the meeting. At the end of the meeting, Tony Khan basically told them, none of you guys are a draw or some some shit like that. (laughs) And that's how it ended. (laughs) And the people who stood up about the issues got sent home. So those tweets after the fact were very confusing to follow <laughs> um I, all we know i guess is that there was a meeting like what does going into a meeting to shoot on thunder rosa mean like uh, what like yeah. that that's all that's a loaded statement <laughs> like going into shoot on thunder rosa can be like hey what do we so what do we want to do with thunder rosa when she gets back or it can be fuck thunder rosa like it, it's too <laughs> di- like shoot just means real yeah shoot just means like talking real like okay who wants to work with her and i was always confused about the uh everyone in that backstage show that they were doing is that still even happening i'm not sure um anyways but in the first two episodes they they shit on thunder rosa a lot in it 
And I was always like, are they building to something? Or is this real? Or are you really just shooting on somebody within your company Mm -hmm. on your own TV show, which you would think they wouldn't want to allow? Yeah. All that stuff seemed like it was leading to something, and then Thunder Rosa got hurt or couldn't come back in time because I think she was hurt. Well, yeah, because that's what what they were... uh, that's what they were talking about. They were saying, like, she's holding the title hostage because she's hurt. And she's not mm-hmm. around the company enough. Which could just be leading to an angle. We don't mm-hmm. know. Because uh, supposedly, like, like they set up these shots. They And they had, like, uh, Sanjay setting the stuff up. Like, the mm-hmm. show was, like, quote-unquote, being written. Um, yeah. So, like, oh, you guys talk about this. Oh, you guys talk about that which is how reality shows work. Um, Mm -hmm. And yeah, so anyway, there could be drama in the women's division. There could not be because then after uh, Lufisto's tweet, a good 75% of the women's roster who she she didn't even mention came out and was like, no, my experience has been great. No, my experience has been great. I love this group. It's a family. Blah, blah, blah. We had Madison Rain. We had Taya Valkyrie. Two OG veterans. Been doing mm-hmm. it just as long as Lufisto. Um, we had um, the uh, we had Penelope Ford, who she name-dropped as somebody that should be on TV more, uh, came comes out because she said that uh, she thought that, or somebody had said that they thought that the bunny was a bully in this scenario. And Penelope Ford's like, oh, my best friend's a bully now, apparently. That's fucking weird. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, Nyla Rose was in there saying, no, this is bullshit. One person's experience is not the next person's experience, which I think is the key mm-hmm. here. You can have a dysfunctional locker room, which newsflash, every locker room is dysfunctional. Not everyone's going to like each other. Not everyone's going to talk to each other, but they will, they will work together. Um, <laughs> Thunder Rosa could be the odd one out. Mate, and I'm not saying she is, but maybe, th- maybe a person is hard to work with. And yeah. everyone has, has an issue working with one person. Again, Thunder Rosa is the unfortunate example of this. But we did hear that there was a fight backstage with Thunder Rosa, but... The one thing we do know about her, she did sandbag twice. Mm-hmm. She did it in the Evilise one, and she did it in the uh, one with um, that MMA girl, Roddy's. Roddy's Marina uh, Shafir. Yeah, with Marina Shafir, where Marina Shafir just fucking deadlifted her. Mm-hmm. She's like, "You're not gonna sandbag me!" Boom. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, so. It was, it's like somebody can have an issue with a, or a locker room can have an issue with a person. Cause she said, I guess she said that she saw a Thunder Rosa there and no one was talking to her. She was by herself in the locker room. Like it's possible for someone to alienate themselves. Again, I'm mm-hmm. not, I'm not speculating, but I'm just saying that this shit happens. She locker, just... locker rooms are messy, man. She could have just wanted to be herself too. You know, sometimes I just want to sit by myself. Not talking yeah, to anyone. man, it's like, I don't know. <laughs> like, we know there was a dust-up in the back. Mm-hmm. And um, about uh, with, I guess, Thunder Rose has been known to be stiff. And I guess maybe she, she pops somebody and then in the back 
she I don't know something happened with Brit's crew and Thunderosa. Apparently, that did happen. Sean Ross Sapp heard about it, but you know who wasn't there for any of this? Lufisto. You know who wasn't there for any mm-hmm. of this? Sean Ross Sapp. You know who like. Let the wrestlers settle their shit, is what I'll say. Like, mm-hmm. nobody on Twitter knows what the fuck's going on. Um, exactly. And since then, we've had two women's main events. <laughs> I'm not saying that, that that that's now, like, okay. No, see, there's nothing wrong, because you know that's where a lot of Twitter people online go to. Like, oh, yeah, but she's saying this the same week that, uh, that a women main events... Uh, uh, the AEW Dynamite, and then she and then did it again. But the thing is, like, she's gonna be dropping that title in like two weeks, maybe. <laughs> so let's not jump on the oh, they're pushing, they're pushing different women now. See, like, mm, well, let's uh, let's look beyond just two weeks because oh, yeah. Tony, and I do think it is the booking. I don't, I don't think it's uh, the talent. I. I don't believe well because one thing she ragged on Ruby Soho like hard like Ruby's this Ruby's that um, mm-hmm. she barely mentioned Britt Baker until the uh, until the next day when she went on her tweet storm but when she was going after Ruby Soho she was she's talking how Ruby Soho is so unwelcoming she's this and that the only thing I have ever heard about Ruby Soho, and this is from like Sean Ross Sapp, this is from other wrestlers, is that she is the greatest person ever. That the WWE locker room was devastated when she left because despite not being on TV all the time, she was a locker room leader for all the women um, <laughs> and was supportive of everybody. Everybody loved her. And when Lufisto put out these tweets... It wasn't just AEW people sticking up. You had um, the, uh, I can't remember her name, but the Italian woman that wrestles in Impact, the Virtuosa. Uh, Diana Parazzo? Yeah, Diana Parazzo uh, stuck up for Ruby Soho, said, no, she's an absolute lovely person, and I like working with AEW. Um, Bailey from WWE uh, came in and said, no, uh, the last person who is a bully and who's mean or who like the antithesis of that is Ruby Soho. Like all the top people from every company were coming in and being like, nah, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, just cause you, just cause somebody doesn't like you doesn't mean they're a bad person. There's some, I can guarantee you there's some people who are nice people don't like me it doesn't mean that they're that they're bullies yeah. it just means that we don't get along for sure or that someone said exactly. something at some point and we just don't like each other and that's fine mm-hmm. you don't have to like everybody like she thinks yeah, that uh, exactly. uh ruby prevented her from getting signed in wwe you think ruby had that signing had that veto power like come yeah. on now <laughs> Like it got she, so big, even MJF got involved. Yeah, MJF came in. All and, the tweet stuff. And uh, the reason why I brought up the people from the other organizations is because 
we had people saying, oh, this was a coordinated PR thing. They were told what to say. First of all, that's disrespectful for these people to say that these aren't their words. Um, mm-hmm. Second of all, who's, uh, who's veteran leadership and honesty do you trust more? Do you, is, it, is it believe the... When is it... Or when can you say believe the wrestlers? Just when they're against AEW? Or when they're pro mm-hmm. aid, you can't you can't pick and choose when it's believe the wrestlers because those are wrestlers too. Taya Valkyrie yeah. is like a twenty year veteran, same as Lufisto. Madison Rain is a twenty year veteran, same as Lufisto. You think that they are mm-hmm. gonna jeopardize their career or their credibility over this shit? Like I did, they'll just say nothing. Like yeah. it's easy for them to just hold up their hands. It's not like Madison Rain's getting booked. <laughs> it's it's weird. Like you have Penelope Ford; she hasn't been on TV in months. I mean, she's hurt, but still, she's someone that was like, "Hey, uh, I don't know." It's it's weird. Um, yeah, and it's all a bunch of like, unnecessary drama. I don't even think it is we. It's even weird for a company to be like. Okay, guys, um, whatever tweets you want to send out, uh, send them out uh, after three. That mm-hmm. seems pretty fucking normal to me. To be like, hey, whatever you want to say um, in defense, uh, do so at this time. Like, don't, mm-hmm. like, the PR could have been saying, don't say anything yet. Don't say anything yet. And then they're like, okay, now you can talk. Mm-hmm. Um hand off the switch, say what you want. And they all came out and you're telling me MJF was written for, or somebody was telling MJF yeah. what to say <laughs> that man. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. And all, most of these women, at least the ones that have been around were the people that were speaking up before as well. Like they've always been opinionated. Mm-hmm. Nyla, Penelope, they were talking during the whole swole thing. And like, I don't think Swole was wrong. I don't think um, Lefisto's wrong. I think it's Lefisto's perspective of a situation. Doesn't mean it's the only perspective, and it doesn't mean it's the prevailing perspective. Like, it, she came in one night, it didn't go well, she has a bad taste in her mouth. Her experience is her <laughs> experience, but it might, it's pro- might not be everyone's experience. Like, everyone yeah. goes in and, and if has she... a bad time somewhere. I've been to parties and been like, this fucking sucks. And I talk to my friend. They say they mm-hmm. had a great time. Exactly. I was going to say, she, she could have came back a different time and had a completely different experience. For sure. Yeah, it was just some of the stuff like, oh, like, the, the younger people don't want to talk because they're afraid of Britt Baker. It says fucking who? Mm-hmm. And she says, like, the real wrestlers are afraid to speak their mind because they're afraid of not getting their bookings. They're like, who are these women? Because fucking Willow's on my screen every week. Sky Blue's on my screen uh-huh. every week. All the other women tweeted. So who are these women you're referring to? Like, the injured women? We're not hearing... We're not... Yeah, the, they're injured. <laughs> That's why they're not... I, like, I don't, I don't know who she's referring to, because we basically heard from every woman on the women's roster. Either she talked shit about them, or they tweeted a defense. 
Thunder Rosa? Well, yeah, sure. She Apparently she has an issue with the whole women's roster, so... Anyways, that was that was a big bomb that happened last week, and I I don't think yeah. she's wrong. I just think that uh, one person's opinion isn't. It's like you have half a roster who loves CM Punk, and the other half of the roster who won't be in the same building as CM Punk. They're both right. Yeah, exactly. CM Punk did go after them in a in a fucking press conference, but Ricky Starks loves them. He's been supportive of them. Jade Cargill loves him. He was supportive of her in the women's division. Uh, FDR loves them. They're uh, they're like best friends. They're not wrong for supporting him. Um, like neither side is wrong. And CM Punk did throw hands. So like, fuck, I wouldn't want to work with a man who punched me either. Yeah. For... <laughs> I'd say fuck that man forever. I'm not working with him. Um. Anyways, I guess dynamite now, right? No, I've yeah. been ranting for a bit. Well, what was your what was your take on all this? I, I I agree with you. It was it was, you know, no one's at fault. That's probably her experience. I'm sure Ruby wasn't trying to be rude, and uh, when she walked off, she probably thought, I don't know, maybe she doesn't even really know Lufisto. So you know, sometimes when I'm talking to someone and somebody comes up that I don't know. I, I kind of, I get really awkward. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to leave <laughs> and stuff like that. For sure. So you never mm-hmm. know. Like we've, all we've heard from wrestlers in the back for years and years and years is that they bust each other's balls and they rip each other. And mm-hmm. we're, we weren't there. She was there. Who knows? But we don't. I don't know. Fucking Dustin could have been busting balls. He could have been ripping her. I don't know. He's as old school as it gets. And she even said afterwards, mm-hmm. she's like, I love Dustin. He's one of my favorite wrestlers. So she said it hurt. But um, and then afterward, he did tweet afterwards and said, I read your your article. Um, I'm going to speak honestly, honestly to people and I won't filter my opinion because it does a disservice as a coach. And I'm like, that's fair, I guess. Like, she, one of them could have been ball busting. One of them could have been harsh, constructive criticism, and combining it together sounds like he's saying "fuck you." Um, <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll see. Who knows? Um, I will say that the women's division kind of has fallen apart a bit since the injury to Hater which is unfortunate because they were clearly building to something bigger. Maybe even mm-hmm. that women's blood and guts match. Cause that's what it felt like at the yeah. time we, I think we were probably going to get the two blood and guts matches and it, everything's kind of ground to a halt. And uh, yeah. Anyway, we, we have a new women's champ now it's Karushita, which is sweet. Love that. She pinned Tony storm who did a really cool promo on Collision, Collision. where she went full fucking, like, Hollywood damage damsel. Um, Yeah. Like, old Hollywood fucking Marilyn Monroe shit. Um, It was cool, but it was very different from the Outsiders. um, Mm -hmm. Or the Outcasts, so... 
We'll see if she sticks with that or if she's still going to be part of the outcasts or if they're just scrapping the outcasts, which the all-in could be hinting towards. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's, uh, let's talk about that right now, I guess, because uh, that is one of the major things that they led into the show with or that the show was sort of built around. And that's that the uh, at All In, they're keeping the tradition alive of doing the four-way women's match. And it's going to be Tony Storm, who is... It, the booking of this is weird. I'll just start off with that. I don't think they should have booked it this way. Um, but they... I don't... Because on TV, they called it a tournament. I think they should have just called it qualifier matches. Yeah. It, first of all, yeah, it's not... The, the way AEW does their tournaments where it's one round and then the finals always bothers me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or one round and then quarterfinal or like semifinal and then the final. Like, no, you need mm-hmm. like at least three rounds before you yeah. get to the finals. Anyways, but no, why, why I don't love the booking, they gave Tony Storm the bye to the finals, to the four-way. She goes straight through because she is exercising her rematch clause which is fine on its own, but then you have Hikaru Shida wrestling that night to qualify as the champion. So, yeah. And they had said her match, the, the main event at the show, is a title match. I was like, just fucking put Hikaru Shida in. We know who, you know who's going to be in. Like, just, mm-hmm. <laughs> just put Hikaru Shida in, in that match. And fuck, I don't know, whatever. They just wanted Hikaru Shida to have a match on the show is basically yeah. what it was. She got to main event two weeks in a row though, which is cool. Which is cool. But I don't think she's making it past all in. Um, I don't think so either with who else is in the tournament. Hey. Yeah. Cause you have Soraya is in the bracket. You have Britt Baker who's in the bracket. Tony storms already there and sky blue. So if you look at it's, the, I don't know. It's Sky Blue versus Soraya and Bunny versus Britt Baker, which is Bunny's back, which is cool. But yeah. Soraya versus Sky Blue? Yeah. Okay, so I think On so Rampage. I think in the final in the, the four way, I'm predicting Soraya, Sheeta, Baker, and Tony Storm, who's already there. Yeah. And Me too. And Sheeta is already there. So mm-hmm. I could see Soraya winning. Yeah, that's who I think is more, most likely going to win since they're in England and it'll make the crowd yes. go nuts. Soraya or Britt, I think, are the two most likely winners in this scenario. Um, and I think this will lead... This, I mean, it could be Tony Storm and Soraya work together, but I think the most... Ah, can't really say this, but like, I, but I think the most likely scenario is Soraya and Tony Storm fight in this match. And oh yeah, Soraya they'll probably wins. do the thing where the internet's gonna melt down when Soraya wins, which is gonna be unfortunate. But it's just that's her own making at this point. Yeah, um, you can't defend your transphobic boyfriend your boyfriend who has gone to jail for assault 
who has gone to jail for being involved in a murder, who has gone to yeah. jail for, who's just a giant piece of shit. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. He's a real big old piece of shit. <laughs> he's a real big old piece of shit. Like, he's, I don't know, somehow worse than Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> they're, but they're neck and neck. Um, yeah. I don't, like, yeah. <laughs> the man got kicked off, got tick, got kicked off a TikTok for being a transphobe. Um, mm-hmm. And say that on Twitter, it's like Pavlov's bell for fucking incels man they come out of the woodwork all saying the same thing science is science <laughs> like <Yeah>. no <laughs> transphobes well they say that until you they'll say that until you tell them like well then you should get the covid vaccine and they're like nope and stuff like that <laughs> not that kind of science yeah exactly but yeah it was funny it was like it was like bots just all flooded my mm-hmm. timeline on twitter for a bit because I thought it was some metal site posted. Uh, it said like uh, Ronnie Radke gets uh, kicked off of uh, TikTok for being, or gets banned from TikTok for being an edge lord. And I just put star transphobe. Like there's like uh-huh. correction to your to your article here. Because um, just say what he said. Say what he said. Yeah. Um, anyways, but she defends him mercilessly online. Which, okay, that's your own fault then. I don't, at the beginning, I was like, you know what? I hate him, but I, I won't. I'll try not to punish her for shit that her shitty boyfriend has done. Um, she's always, she always keeps getting into these bad relationships, but whatever. But if she's going to be defending it, then fuck, man. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. He's Daryl. <clears throat> Um, yeah, especially when there's like a trans woman on your roster. Sure, <laughs> absolutely. No, it's 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 wild. It's wild. Mm. Um, it's uh, in that sense, I could see like people not liking her, for and that would be justified. If I was in that yeah. locker room, I wouldn't want to talk with her. Does that mean that we have a cliquey bad locker room, or does it just mean I choose my choose my company wisely? Um, exactly. It's like when I go to the office at work, I don't talk to every single person. I'm not trying to be clicky. It's just you know you don't talk yeah, to everyone. It is. You hang it's out okay. with your friends. It's whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So. Yeah, but I think it's going to be Soraya, and I think the internet's going to have a fucking meltdown. And oh yeah, but it could be cool to see the outcasts implode, or maybe yeah, they I, don't, and maybe be... Tony helps Soraya win. Like, who knows at this point? Yeah, but with uh, I could see the I could see them imploding with the hater doesn't look like she's coming back anytime soon. Um, mm-hmm. Tony Khan doesn't think she's coming back this year, um, which sucks. So, uh, Brian Danielson is looking better, but uh, yeah, I saw like he might be back by October. Yeah, I think is he what said I saw. he would be very surprised, very surprised if we don't see him this fall or this mm-hmm. uh, this year. But uh, but he said uh, Jamie Hader, there's no timeline there. He said the. Basically, the injury is a little more serious than they had thought. 
So best of luck to her, and it makes sense that they would put that storyline maybe indefinitely on hold because mm-hmm. you can't really bring it back months later. You could bring it back in some yeah. form, but it's like like with the elite in like blood and guts, they didn't try and force that once the injuries were uh, or mm-hmm. once COVID had lifted. They waited like three years to get the elite in a blood and guts match. And it wasn't yeah. with the same people. So it's just like once once that uh, once that sun that bird has flown the coop, they don't yeah. they don't force it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think that who do you, who do you think is going to win? My my money's on Soraya. I think that's who I think is too. Just to get the England crowd to pop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I can see Tony Storm too because she's huge. She was big in progress for a long time. She was very so. big. I could if she were to turn on Soraya in this match, I could see her becoming a, a huge baby face. Like, mm-hmm. if she were to turn on Soraya, everyone's going to be in Tony Storm's corner. They would love yeah. that shit. But I, I kind of want her to stay heel because what she did on that collision was so good. And it was good, character, but... but yeah, I don't know. Like, I think maybe the, you can do a face version of that. I don't know. Like she, she, yeah. But yeah, her, her work there, like her character work there was phenomenal. I thought it was mm-hmm. the best. So some of the best stuff she's done. Oh yeah. Okay. So, so let's look at the rest of this card. What opened the show? Oh, what opened the show the... was the mandatory meeting for Chris Jericho. Yeah. So we had the Jericho Appreciation Society go down to the ring before Chris Jericho. They didn't come out with him. Chris Jericho comes out with his music he gets down there. He's all sullen. He looks sad. He's got a shiner, which is interesting. I guess he got yeah. He got popped in his last match. I guess, and um, he says, "I don't, I don't come to you as le sex god. I don't come to you as I can't remember what the other one is. Uh, I come to the you champion. as your friend, Chris <laughs> Jericho. Um, I just and." And uh, fucking Daniel Garcia basically says, shut your old ass up. Give me that mic. And then dances mm-hmm. at him. And he says, uh, I I put aside my principles. I put aside my mentors. I put aside my friends. All for you. And I got nothing out of it. Dances in his face. I'm out. I fucking love mm-hmm. him. That was great. When he danced at him. Somebody. Fucking party void him. Yeah, somebody on um, Twitter cut him saying that stuff and dancing in Jericho's face to uh, see you at the crossroads, which was hilarious. The old Bone Thugs and Harmony song, which is hilarious. And then Daniel Garcia all last night was retweeting people saying he should join the Blackpool Combat Club. So that'd be cool. Yeah, so it's a. Uh, I love it. I thought that was really good. And then I thought it got a little weird from that point. Like it seemed a little convenient. But it was cool to see Jake Hager say, like, yeah, we've we've known each other a long time. Yeah, I did save your life. Yeah, we've done this and this and this, multiple companies. But I really liked that hat. And I don't <laughs> really like you. 
<laughs> he walks out. Yeah. I was like, okay, that, that, that's kind of clever. It's kind of cute. It's kind of fun. I don't know what he is at this point besides Jericho's lackey. Um, that's all he's Which been. I could see him still being around Jericho. He just joins the, the new group. <laughs> then we had uh, we had Ty Conti, who I always forget was even in this group because she didn't really get to do anything. Um, yeah, she say that she uh, she's never really gotten anything from Chris Jericho, um, and with Chris Jericho saying all of you are better for being with me, she would have she should have just been like, okay, then where were my matches? But maybe mm-hmm. Tony doesn't want to shine light on that. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I joined your group and then I was off the show. Uh, great. Like, mm-hmm. why, why didn't you vouch for me to, to get some opportunity? Because she really didn't. She never came out with the group. Forgot forgot she was mm-hmm. even in it. She's like, I feel sick and it's not because of the baby. She says, I'm out. And then we have Anna Jay says that she's out. And she said that she's fighting for the women's title, but she's doing it for herself, not for Chris Jericho. Um, and then we have both, uh, fucking cool hand. Ange gave a really good promo here saying that he didn't want to do this, but, um, yeah, he's a really, uh, really emotional promo. He's out. Uh, my Matt Menard gave a good one where he said that, uh, He's missed family time. He missed his baby's first steps because he was in blood and guts, bleeding for Chris Jericho. Um, he said that he's liked him his his whole career, but there's always been people like Eddie Kingston who hated him. There's been people like uh, he said someone from WWE. He said Kevin Steen. Yeah, he said he said Kevin Steen and and Eddie Kingston hate your guts and now i'm realizing why and then he walks out and then (laughs) sammy basically says we've been together since day one so i'm never going to walk out on you but um i want to see what you do and maybe or i may not have your back going forward we'll see and he leaves which he just kind of came off like a little bitch (laughs) yeah sammy's sammy's was the worst i was like come on because he tweeted after they announced this segment last week, he's like, oh, I've had a lot, lot of, I got a lot of, get a lot of stuff off my chest. I was like, oh, he's going to lay into it. But then he, he basically just said like, again. yeah, he basically just said, well, if you're going to be a good guy, I'll, I'll stay around pretty much is what he said. But <laughs> I did like that he was wearing his inner circle jacket, like going really old school with it. That was cool. I used to have an inner circle shirt. I lost that. Um, <laughs> anyways, yeah. So this was, this was interesting. I thought it was a little weird in that, that, it didn't it wasn't smooth like it didn't feel like real life like people don't mm-hmm. just like conveniently tell you that they that they dislike you and then one at a time leave a situation it felt it felt a little contrived but i like the mm-hmm. scenario and then we have chris jericho in the back he's all sad and dejected and don callis comes up to him and he says i'm so sorry i hate to think that uh that I'm the reason why this happened. And Chris Jericho says, you know what? It's time that we give people the answer for, uh, it's time that we give people their answer. We'll do it next week. And God, it's time to give people their answers now, man. 
Now, yeah, well, I know why it's next week, but why is that? Because <laughs> the G one finals are this weekend, so Will Osprey can make it to next week. Ah, uh, yes, ah, uh, yes. <laughs> um, so yeah, Chris Jericho's not going to join. No, I don't think so. He's not going to join, and Will Osprey's going to attack him. Yeah. Um, that that's my prediction. Um, I agree with you. They got to get there somehow, and because they're trying to babyface Chris Jericho here, mm-hmm. I think is what they're doing. We'll see if that works, because babyface Chris Jericho, at least in AEW, has a very short shelf life, and eventually people start to dislike him again because they remember that it's Chris Jericho. Yeah. <laughs> it's just easier to boo than he is to cheer for, because he'll go for a moon salt and land on his head, and you're like, oh fucking boo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, but an interesting segment to start the show. Uh, I really liked Garcia and 2.0's stuff. They did really yes. good. 2.0 are fantastic on the mic. They need to get them on the mic more. I was going to say, I hope they let them be on the mic more and hope they wrestle more starting You now. can tell that they came up with Eddie Kingston, is what I'll say. Oh, yeah. They are cut from that same shikara cloth all the guys mm-hmm. from that era they can fucking talk man um, yeah yeah very impressive um yeah so afterwards we have uh, was it the young bucks and the hardys yep that was a pretty match um i thought this match was pretty good yeah, i liked it it. It, was, it was good it was a. Uh, am never gonna be that high on a hardys match anymore just because they're so limited at this point mm-hmm. it's like uh I don't know. There's there's something sad watching guy watching older guys who can't do what they used to be able to do, thinking that they can do yeah what they used to be able to do. Yeah, it always like they're not going out. Makes me sad when yeah when Jeff goes for the um, poetry and moon and he doesn't jump sideways anymore. He just does like a stinger splash now. Yes, he like, did oh, no. hit the whisper in the wind in this match though, and. Mm-hmm. His, he hit the Swanton Bomb, and it was probably the best he's done in like ten years. He he did not crush uh, Nick Jackson this time, because the, the last time they wrestled, I was like, "Damn, Jeff just gave." Just I forget who he gave the Swanton to. It was, yeah, it was on. I think it was Rampage a couple weeks ago, and they all wrestled. So I forget who they wrestled, but. <laughs> Jeff killed. I was like, he crushed that guy. He yes. gave him all his weight. <laughs> that guy has internal bleeding. Like, there's no mm-hmm. way around it. Like, just full body weight, flat back bump, right in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> but this, like, he hit it like he was 20 years old. I was like, oh shit. Well, mm-hmm. I guess he can do it sometimes. But yeah. That, that's maybe he just likes Nick. Just likes the Bucks too much that he didn't want to hurt him. <laughs> But I, I thought this match was fun. The, there was one counter, I think you messaged me about. Yes. Where, uh, who got super, which it Hardy was, was uh, it that got kicked? It was, it was Jeff Hardy was on the top rope. He was going to go for the whisper in the wind again. And I think it was mm-hmm. Matt Jackson super kicked his feet or super kicked the back of yeah, his leg. Yeah. And he fell in the most gruesome way. It was a really cool spot. And it set up their, mm-hmm. uh, their finish, which I guess was the best Meltzer ever. It normally is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, it was, a, it was a good match. It's just mileage may vary with the Hardys at this point. Um, I, 
I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but I think with the Hardys now and how limited they are and how much older they are, they got to go back to like the broken stuff. Yeah, more of the more of the comedy weird. For sure, because people, people thought they were done when they started the broken stuff. Mm-hmm. And yeah, people thought that was like their last stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see these old men in Jenkos. I saw enough of that in WCW. Oh my gosh! Yes. Old men, like forty, like gray in their beards, doing like their little fucking fucking. Ran- Did you have Randy River in? Uh, in that does not sound familiar. States? No, it was there was a store. I'm trying to think of like a just like it's the the nineties early two thousands version of Hot Topic, essentially. Oh, okay. Like, I don't want Man, to see someone... A store like that here was called Gadzooks. <laughs> yes. I don't want to see like, aging dude, gray hair, like, wearing Jinko jeans, dancing around, pretending mm-hmm. that he's young when he's not. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. It's sad. Yeah. It's sad. It's midlife crisis. Mm-hmm. And I, you're past midlife now. So let's stop. <laughs> Let, mm-hmm. let's, let's pack it up, boys. Let's act your age a little bit. You, there's ways to act your age in wrestling without. Uh, I, the one thing I'll say, they just they've never evolved their act. Is what I'll say. No. And when you can't pull, when you're the the Hardys, the like the risk takers, but you can no longer take the risks. Now you're just the broken down Hardys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Like you kind of have to suspend disbelief. It's the Bucks are taking on the greatest tag team of all time. Are they? They were. Yeah. Like they're am I, uh, am I supposed to think that the Hardys can beat the Bucks. Yeah, their last ROH match they had, right? The, it was that WrestleMania weekend when the Hardys. Went to WrestleMania the next night. Oh yeah, that match was really match. good. Like that's, yeah. A, yeah that that's a Hardy Boys, uh, Young Bucks match you should check out. That match was awesome. Yeah, they were old then, but but they were doing they yeah. were doing it. But it's, it's like they're just like five six years older at this point. Well, I don't think they were necessarily really clean then either. So you know, <laughs> they no. probably weren't feeling all the bumps and stuff no, that no, they no, do no. now that they're clean. Yeah, but now moving on. To a guy who looked fantastic for his age. Rob Van Dam versus Jack Perry. Wow. This match was awesome. I hadn't watched Rob Van Dam work in a long time. And I remember listening to a podcast where they were kind of ripping into him for his work in Impact. If this is what he was doing in Impact, then they were wrong. It was not, uh, from what I saw as Impact, and I talked to our friend Dan Gamble, who is an avid Impact watcher, and he said he was not doing this stuff in Impact. I don't know <laughs> uh, why, but yeah. Yeah, I mean, maybe that was him just getting back into wrestling in Impact. Like maybe. maybe it's, it's like it t- takes a little while for, uh, for the wheels <laughs> to get going, because apparently he's been really good in Japan. He's been in okay. DDT. Is that where he's been? I think I saw him in DDT, and I want to say Dragon Gate. He was there for a little bit too. Okay, yeah. So he's been in like he's been with the with the workers, 
with the wrestling mm-hmm. wrestlers in Japan, like having yeah. work rate matches, apparently looking really good. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm interested to see how this match will go. Cause I'm a, I am actually like lots of people love to hate on Jack Perry. I don't really know why. I mean, I mean, I guess it was boring, but I, I, I found this, uh, this turn for him to be quite funny. Um, I've, I've been enjoying it. I really liked last night because he had the Jerry Lynn tights on, which yes. was awesome. A great callback. And we had RVD out there, and RVD looked amazing. Um, yeah. Like, when he hit that fucking that leg drop, that 360 leg drop on the draped mm-hmm. Jack Perry on the railing, I lost my shit, and I texted you right away. I was like, holy yeah. fuck. Like that, yeah, Jack, but... Jack Perry did such a good job selling it too. He looked like he got crushed. He was awesome. I mean, I don't think he had to sell that that much to look like. He yeah, that's crushed. true. He, he probably like really he did get crushed. Like mm-hmm. I don't know how that doesn't hurt like a motherfucker. Like RVD looked awesome. He hit the five star frog splash, and it looked good. Um, mm-hmm. He sold out for it. Like he hit all his moves. He was throwing chairs, which was awesome. Because it was, I FD, loved it when the ref it was FTR rules, so there was no DQ. Mm-hmm. I loved it when the ref got hit and the chair stayed on the top rope somehow. Oh like God, that was pretty was so cool. cool. <laughs> yeah, awesome stuff. And then eventually Jack Perry hits him with the nut shot, um, gets the win, sneaks out of there by the skin of his teeth. RVD sort of like. No, well, fair enough. It's FTR rules. It's anything goes. Mm-hmm. I still think this is going to boil to a head with Jack Perry assaulting Taz. I think Taz is going to have enough. He's going to get in his face, and Jack Perry's going to beat the shit out of him. And then that's going to... Yeah, I think so, too. That... I think it's going to drag out Hook. And then we're, it's probably going to be Jack Perry versus Hook. At, uh, yeah, probably at Wembley. Wembley or possibly um, All Out. This isn't all out. Just I, after all I was out. thinking about this last night when I was watching. I was like, "How are they going to do Wembley and then all out a week later?" That's so much build you have to do in a week. There's going to have to be some crazy shit happening at Wembley, mm-hmm. and well, yeah, there's going to be some crazy shit. There's going to be some wild shit. Um, let Let's hop to it. We have MJF and Adam Cole. Um, th- this whole thing is fun there's not a lot of stakes in it but i think the animosity and the stakes is going to show up at wembley um obviously mm-hmm. but so what happens is they come out they're talking about their uh mjf is saying like oh i know i used to say that the the midwest was mid but like no i lied I'm, I'm, you're legally obligated to forget that stuff. Um, yeah, what he says, like, uh, God strike me down if it's true. And he stood there and he's like, see? <laughs> and Adam Cole thought he was going to get struck by lightning, which was funny. Mm-hmm. He was covering his <laughs> eyes. Um, yeah, Adam Cole jumps on the mic and he says, hey, you know what? Um, I know that we lost our tag titles, but I don't think this team is done. I don't think anyone thinks this team is done. Tony doesn't think this team is done. Everyone wants us to stick together. And you know, there's some other tag titles that mean a lot to me. Maybe more than the AEW tag titles. And that's the Ring of Honor titles. 
because uh, Ring of Honor means a lot to Adam Cole. He owes, he owes it. Yeah, he Ring of he owes a lot of to Ring of Honor for his career, for AEW as a whole, for everybody. Half the people in the company went through Ring of Honor. There would be no elite. Um, and he said that uh, we've had the what was uh, the name of Chris Hero's group? Not best in the world. Uh, Kings of Wrestling. The the Kings of Wrestling came through there. The Young Bucks came through there. The the Briscoes came through there as all as Ring of Honor tag team champions. But Adam Cole never got that shot. So he would like to wrestle with MJF on zero hour on the pre-show. <laughs> For the Ring of Honor tag team titles, and I think this is fucking brilliant because they. And I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm like, so they have to win the titles, right? I'm sitting here thinking they have to win the titles, or is this where the swerve happens? Does I Adam, think does Adam Cole turn on MJF in this match, turning their I don't know. main event into more of a blood feud? It could be, but because after he said they'll do the tag titles, Rock comes out, MJF just eviscerates him. Yes. And then MJF, or Adam Cole gets mad at MJF because somebody put it out on Twitter. It's like, you know, MJF's never had friends, so he doesn't realize you can have more than one. And I was yeah. like, that's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, so the kingdom comes out and hugs Roderick. I think... One of two things. They'll win the tag titles, and then the main event, uh, Adam Cole, Roderick, and the two dudes from the kingdom, they reform the kingdom, and they all beat up MJF. With Adam Cole? Or, mm, or like, sort of the same thing, but the kingdom costs them the tag match, tag titles at the beginning, so they're like, oh, so that, that way there's no suspicion on Adam Cole's part, and then at, and during the main event, they still turn on him. Because it's got to be, I don't think they're going to turn MJF. I think they're going to turn Adam Cole, and MJF's going to be the big baby face. Too. Oh, yes. I absolutely think Adam Cole's the one turning. Um, so Someone pointed mm-hmm. out that last week, or when uh, in NXT, before when when Roddy and Cole hugged in NXT, before, before Roddy turned on him, he did the little stab in the back motion mm-hmm. when they hugged. And Cole did the exact same hug to MJF. So yeah. they're already hinting at that. Because it's very mm-hmm. specific how they set up that that shot mm-hmm. and that hug. Um, and that's how the elite think. And then... Um, yeah, the, they're not going to build up the Roddy stuff without using the Roddy stuff. That's a really good point. Yeah, They would ignore that. Uh, they wouldn't mm-hmm. use that if it wasn't going to play a role but yeah i'm just i'm interested if the turn happens when they know everyone's going to be watching the mjf adam cole tag match so they can take advantage of that to have him turn on mjf then to heat up the main event yeah that'd be good too yeah or they i I can see it go down or they win the titles or like or as you said they they could lose the titles in that spot or they Mm-hmm. Or they win the titles, but the kingdom wants it, or 
whatever their team is. Yeah, they could want it. Do something like that where Adam Cole, MJF win it, and then they do the whole turn where Adam Cole and Roderick and the Kingdom all all group up, and then on the next Dynamite, it's like okay, tag ROH tag title match, ROH titles against the Kingdom, and since Adam Cole's a bad guy now, MJF's got to go at it alone, and then the Kingdom wins the tag titles. For sure. yeah, Something like that. There's all kinds of ways. It could even just be that mm-hmm. they literally just win it, and they are cool, and they swerve us, and there is no betrayal. And then they yeah, there's never a betrayal, the, and everyone's just and waiting just for it. They just feud with the kingdom <laughs> as the yeah. Ring of Honor tag titles. Like it could. That'd be, be cool too. <laughs> it could be that they stick with it because it's a gold mine. Because yeah, I'm loving it. Like the segment before they had their promo where they were at the dodgeball trampoline park was awesome. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Yeah, no, I think Adam Cole has to be the one to turn. And to have Adam Cole turn on babyface MJF would cement Adam Cole as the biggest heel in the company. Mm-hmm. And would all and the fans want to cheer for MJF. They really do. They oh, yeah. love this version of him. Because he's so sympathetic. He had people eating out of the palm of his hand against Punk when he was doing that stuff. Oh yeah, with him when he was playing the when they basically did a double switch, but like before the <laughs> before the match. But anyways, I'm really intrigued with that. It's funny because I saw somebody um, tweet or who uh, was Sedgwick from What Culture was saying that there's no blood feud on this main event or on this card and uh, I feel like the MJF versus Adam Cole stuff will get there mm-hmm. but it might get there at the end of the match maybe leading to then all out or it'll get there in the pre-show leading to the to the match yeah. at the end of the show like the they're telling some I I think this is just really interesting storytelling and we're not used to it mm-hmm. and we're going to see yeah. it evolve throughout the show so I'm excited for that yeah I, I love it I love this story and I like it'll be good when the turn happens but at the same time like I love their chemistry together and I don't ever want them to turn I know that's so what makes it like... so good though <laughs> so when it does happen mm-hmm. we're going to be mad yeah. Like, we're going to be like, fuck Adam Cole for turning on MJF. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. how people were Which mad is... at, at Kevin Owens for turning on Chris Jericho when he did. Like, we wanted yeah. that to go on forever. It was fun. This is our favorite mm-hmm. segment of the show. How dare you do this to us, Kevin Owens? Even though it was lame oh, and, yeah. and fucking Chris Jericho was wearing a scarf and a fedora. Like, yeah. who wants to be friends with that guy? I would yeah, smash his head on you, the Kevin. TV as well. Yeah, I don't blame you, Kevin Owens. But <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next we had Lucha Brothers versus Blackpool Combat Club. Um, mm-hmm. Good, hard-hitting match. Blackpool, which Combat they also announced that Pac is hurt, which yes. sucks. But who knows if that's actually the case? That's that's another thing too. Is like I don't know if this is if it's a work this is or wrestling. not. Because mm-hmm. they did beat him down at the end of the match in Ring of Honor. So, kayfabe-wise, mm-hmm. he should be hurt. 
Yeah. Last time we saw yeah, him, he was in a, uh, in a crumpled mess. Mm-hmm. So, kind of like how the, the best friends didn't come out and save at the end because they got murdered in the no, parking they're, lot. No, they're, still, they're still in the parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're, in, they're all in like three separate trunks in those cars mm-hmm. still in that parking lot. They're dead. Those men are dead. They're the dead friends. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, they uh, they beat the shit out of the Lucha Bros. Good match, but they beat the shit out of the Lucha Bros. Yeah, um, did you notice at one point Mox hit a, he did a rolling cutter? Yes. Like the front roll into a jumping cutter, <laughs> yeah. which made me laugh, but it was funny he had to do the Lucha him. move. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, this match also made me realize I want a singles death match between uh, Mox and uh, Pinta. Yes, please. Their their mm-hmm. uh their showdown in the middle of the ring was really cool, um, yeah. But I just I kind of liked we got the brutal ending where they're just beating down the Lucha Bros. They've taken off uh, Penta's mask. They're beating mm-hmm. him down. They're beating down Ray Phoenix. Um, Claudio puts on Penta's mask, and nine point nine times out of ten. This is when someone runs out for the save, and no one mm-hmm. ran out for the save, and I loved yeah, that because they've because they've beaten everyone up that could have yeah, ran out dead. for the save. It's just like just no, no. This is your Han Solo moment. This is your uh, mm-hmm. this is your Empire Strikes Back. The good guys aren't coming. Yeah, like they just yeah, you, you have to wait a little bit down longer. the faces, and that's just it. Like no, no, we're just we're just bad men. You, you can't do anything to mm-hmm. us. Because I'm sure at the pay-per-view, they'll probably do, if Pac's really not hurt, they'll probably do OC Mox and Pac for the title. And then you could do all the other two guys in like a triple threat tag team. Yeah. And that's two matches right there. Or just Mox versus OC. I'm fine with that. I don't need Pac. Yeah. I don't really need Pac in this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, it, I think that match works heavily um yeah i'm actually i'm actually looking at uh i'm gonna use this uh somebody in our group just because i just have the image of the card for this week up but from the post someone posted the uh all the all-in matches so far and some rumored matches so that's interesting Uh um anyways so then let's move on to the main event and this was Hikaru Shida versus Anna J. Pretty good match. Anna J. Again, a little bit exposed in this spot. Um, I get, yeah. I, I do like the women being in the main event. Um, mm-hmm. I wonder when it comes off of on the back of controversy. You always wonder if this is a result of the controversy. Um, I'm sure it has a little something to do with it, but at the same time, it's like. She is defending her title, so and it's a world, no, so it should I, be in the main I'm event. Happy. You know, I'm happy for it. I think this mm-hmm. is great. the The titles, the title masses, should always be on at the end, and I like that mm-hmm. they have Sheeta out there just being a workhorse fighting champ. Um, she's out there being the samurai. She she won convincingly. Anna J. She did pretty good, um, mm-hmm. but uh, Hikaru Sheeta looked great. 
We didn't get any build towards the tournament, but that's fine. We don't we don't need to. Um, <laughs> again, I think this was Sheeta's first time defending in front of fans, right? So that's cool. Well, yeah, no, because she won it on the last episode. Mm-hmm. You're right. Um, yeah, so uh, it would be cool if she continued to be this champ, but uh, I don't see it. I think she's going to be transitional, which would be interesting. Cause we I haven't think re- so. We haven't really seen transitional main champions in AEW. In the yeah, but at the same time, it, this is a problem in all of wrestling right now, I think. I'm kind of getting tired of the super long title reigns oh, I too agree. no i i think i think you need to have some transitional people every once in a while mm-hmm. even just to break up the flow of things like okay yeah it's going to be the person to carry it for six months next like, eh. yeah that's that's because if you have people like i'm not saying flip-flop it but you know like a month or two and then give it to someone else and then has someone go on a six month reign and you're like, oh shit, like the, and then they're maybe pretty unbeatable. Does like a fucking two three week reign, like who fucking knows? Yeah, like a like a have someone win in a sh- in a shocking fashion. I think mm-hmm. that I think that's a good thing to do. Sometimes someone could have a fluke win, like someone shouldn't mm-hmm. have been able to win, and now they're in over their yep. head, and then they lose it. I think stuff that'd like be that a good is cool. That'd be a good championship story, a champion story too. Like some new newbie person kind of wins it, and they're like, "Oh shit!" Now they got to defend. Kind of like they did with Mikey Whipwreck when he was tagging with Cactus Jack back in ECW, where he he was way in over his head, and Cactus Jack had to keep saving him. Yeah, or it's like someone just has like a Cinderella run through a tournament and ends up winning mm-hmm. the title somehow. The but their their luck runs out. Like the like they oh, get yeah. through it. lucky. Um okay, one other thing we had on the show, which we should talk about because I'm looking at this card. We had uh S- Swerve and his Mogul Embassy come out to the ring. Oh yeah. This um, is my favorite part of the show. This is awesome. And Prince Nana doing his little dance and mm-hmm. Toa Leone staring at him like, What the fuck is this? Yeah. But yeah. the rest I, of the I really group like their group. seems weird now. You think so? I was going to say I like it. No, I like it. <laughs> Cause... I do like it, but like <laughs> it doesn't seem like they should be with Swerve. Yeah. That make... Like I could see them with Prince Nana. Or like <laughs> Prince Nana's like league of weird motley villains or whatever. Because <laughs> like what the fuck's Brian Cage doing with Swerve? <laughs> yeah. Like I love this new Brian Cage. This unhinged 90s ass Brian Cage. He's kind of, when he does his promos, he's kind of Scott Steiner like. No, he is. Whenever he's, he, doing. he's doing Scott Steiner, he's doing Ric Flair, he's channeling mm-hmm. old WCW with uh, with his uh, with his work right now, and he's got the Sting makeup. Like It's good, it's working for me, and it's funny, and I like it. This is a Brian Cage I like. What the fuck's he doing with fucking swerve and air it doesn't yeah. it, it it's clashing a little bit but i like it it's fine whatever um this he'll turn for ar fox though has been incredible it's, it's been so, so good. good that stuff last week where they basically just did a home invasion on <laughs> nick wayne and just murdered him. a child <laughs> yeah. they just killed an 18 year old 
smashed his face open with he a just, with a he just photo of him and his dead dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like Christian was in the back going, Ooh, wow. Yeah. Christian should and now jump, AR Fox is Christian should jump more Glen Bissy. Yeah. Just beat up people dead dads. And now uh AR Fox is bringing around the uh bloodied up tank top, which I like a lot too. No, it's also really good. Uh so they come down to the ring. They tell Darby to come out there. They challenge him. They're like, okay, come on. Let's have your little fight, Darby. Darby comes out. He said, you know, AR Fox, I did call you when you were on the Indies. You didn't pick up. I did try and get you to AEW. You didn't pick up. It's not my fault that, uh, that, um, that Nick Wayne did pick up the phone. Mm-hmm. It's not my fault that I got Nick Wayne in here when you didn't want the opportunity. And he says, you know, what's also funny, you think that I don't have friends. And then and then the lights go off. We hear some kerfuffle. The lights come on. Sting's in the ring. Um, Khan has been knocked down. Sting starts fighting everybody with the bat. This, and then, and then it's announced that we have AR Fox and Swerve versus Darby and Sting at the pay-per-view. Um, I get it. I kind of wish it was Darby and uh, and Nick Wayne at this point yeah. instead of Sting. Mm-hmm. Like Sting's fun, and everyone's gonna pop for Sting. It's Sting and Wembley. But give me Darby and Nick Wayne versus Swerve and Air Fox. It's a much better match. Mm-hmm. I think they want to give Sting his moment in front of that many fans for sure. No, but... I get it. I get it. I get it. But we've given Sting a lot of moments. Mm-hmm. How many moments do you want to give Sting? That's true. He's not part of this. Feud. I really hope. Yeah, I really hope Ar Fox and Sora win. Yes, but I doubt me it. too. Oh my gosh, me too. Just I want that. Um, at some point, Swerve's got to go over in a feud. Mm-hmm. He keeps losing these feuds, and uh, especially he's getting so jacked. Like you could tell, he's ready for that main event run. <laughs> yeah, no, he's a, he's a he's a big boy now. You can tell you you can see it in his face too. Like his face has mm-hmm. is bulked up too, and I don't know. I don't know how he. I don't know what the science of that is. When someone gets really jacked, their face gets jacked, and I don't understand it, but it exists. Yeah. It is a thing. <laughs> like Kamel Nanjani's face got muscles when he got those Marvel muscles. <laughs> his face got it's, muscles. It's weird. I don't get it, but I'm not that jacked either. So <laughs> no, that's why my face is doughy. Um. Yeah, so I'm gonna look at this little post here. So this is yeah. I was gonna say, what else do they have on there? I'm stealing your shit. Um, so it says, so all in so far. The confirmed matches are Cole versus MJF, the women's four way, Young Bucks versus FTR, which we forgot to talk about. Um, there wasn't that much to it. Oh yeah, the Young Bucks come out. Um, they just say into the mic FTR and then FTR walks down they go face to face with each other and they just say all in that was it mm-hmm. <laughs> which is yeah which is kind of cool and also saves the bucks from talking cuz they're not great at talking and you never <laughs> know if they're going to drop a slur oh but <laughs> <laughs> don't 
don't look up the Young Bucks promos from their Reseda days. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't look up any of the promos from the Reseda days, apparently. Damn. It's funny. Everyone from the Reseda days are in this company. Don't look them up. Mm-hmm. Don't look them up. Just watch the matches. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, that match is happening. That's Young Bucks versus FTR 3. That match is going to steal the show. It's going to be fantastic. We've got Joe oh, versus yeah. CM Punk. It's teased. It's going to happen. Unless, yeah. Joe unless them out. CM Punk has like uh, said no behind the scenes, which I doubt he would. But you never. No, because wasn't that rumor before he even came back that that's who he wanted his first big feud to be with was Joe? Yes. Well, he said he wanted to face Joe. Whether or not it would be his first feud, I don't know, but it mm-hmm. makes sense. And we have CMFTR versus House of Black on Saturday, which is going to be incredible. I have no idea who's going to win that match. Um, I but we could think, see Joe get involved. Yeah, because I, I was going to say last Saturday. Joe called him out and said, if you don't give me my answer by next week, I'm going to make you give me an answer. So I think maybe during that match, you know, CM Punk hasn't said anything about it. So then Joe comes out and costs CM Punk the match. Or Joe comes out after the match. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, cause you know yeah. that, uh, house of black doesn't take losing very well. So maybe they lose, maybe they continue to fight. Maybe Joe comes out at the, mm-hmm. and that more makes it a four on three. Um, then we have Darby and Sting versus Swerve and Air Fox. This is cool. It's uh, Air Fox is going to be on a pay per view for me personally. That's mm-hmm. awesome. That's dope. Um, good stuff. We have Moxley versus Orange Cassidy rumored is what it says. So now mm-hmm. here's the we have some rumored stuff. We have Moxley versus Orange Cassidy rumored. So maybe Pack was supposed to be in part of this. Maybe not. It would make sense that he was because it's always been mm-hmm. a three way build now that i think about it yeah um oh another thing we didn't talk about kenny was talked was uh approached in the back by alex marvez he says that uh i know everyone wants to know what i'm gonna do for wembley i'm gonna have an interview next week um i'm gonna sit down with jr i'm gonna discuss what's been happening with me and i'm gonna discuss what i want to happen at at all in so the rumored match here is Kenny versus Takashita, which would be great. I believe yeah, that, that would be incredible. Another one, I'm mm-hmm. just throwing out a curveball here. And this is just based off of there not being really a feud here. Is Kenny saying, I want to face Ibushi? That'd be nuts. That would be wild. And that would make sense mm-hmm. why it would be revealed in... And I don't think this is going to be ha- this is going to happen. It's just something that popped up in my head. Why it's revealed or why the challenge is put out just in an interview. Mm-hmm. It's like me and my friend are finally together. It's one of the greatest. It's one of my greatest rivalries of all time. Um, so two of the best matches I ever had were against him, and we haven't done it in ten years. Mm-hmm. Let's have our third match. Like who knows. Who knows? But mm-hmm. probably Takashita, because that would fit into the storyline more and better. It stays within the Don Callis realm mm-hmm. of things a bit more without it being Osprey. 
Yeah. Then we have Osprey versus Jericho, rumored. Um, what you said makes sense for how this gets set up. Mm-hmm. And then we have Cole and MJF versus Aussie Open in the buy-in, confirmed. <laughs> Fucking hell, that's so awesome. That's so <laughs> awesome. That'll be the most watched buy-in ever. Yeah, it will. But it'll I imagine they'll probably... Like, fucking eight in the morning yeah it's it's super early it's 12 o'clock my time is when the actual show starts so i won't even be able to watch the show live no no (laughs) i won't be able to watch it it's it's whatever i'll just watch it the Mm -hmm. next day it's totally fine i don't uh i don't really get that uh crazy about this unless it's a movie i don't know what a spoiler whatever people said it was good i'm gonna gonna watch it and enjoy it I imagine they'll do something with the TBS title because they've kind of been setting up a story on that with Willow and uh, Mercedes and now Diamante's in it mm-hmm. on Collision, which has been cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm excited to see Diamante back and she looked jacked, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. She looked yeah. fucking yoked. Um, so they could do another women's four-way match for the TBS title on the show, which yeah, I, kind of sucks that the, it'd be the, the same, but you get eight women on the View. The pay-per-view is when I'm working Fan Expo, so that's why oh. I will not be able to. But I could come home at night and watch it. I can I can throw it on the mm-hmm. TV. I'm, I'm going to buy it, and I'll, I'll try and stay off my phone, which will be easy enough. I'll just have to mute the group for a bit and yeah. just tell people <laughs> don't, and I'll have to try and stay off Twitter. It's going to be impossible, but mm-hmm. I will... Uh, you can mute words, mute like AEW and... All in true, all that. true, true. But then I'll forget and I'll be like, why Why don't I get any AEW news anymore? Yeah, what's going on in AEW? And you look, oh shit. <laughs> I, it was funny when I got so tired of just wrestling discourse online. I And not because I, I dislike the company, but I just, I muted WWE. <laughs> because I just mm-hmm. didn't want to hear the the tribalism back and forth. I didn't want to hear AEW mm-hmm. uh, fans talking about WWE, and I didn't want to hear WWE fans talking about AEW. So it's just like, mute WWE. And it made it better. Yeah, I get it. It made it a lot better. It made it... Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the, this looks fun. So the, this pay-per-view is in two weeks. So there is time for yep. a build. There is absolutely time for a build. For a lot oh, yeah. of these. Matches. I'm more just worried about All Out the week later. That's going to be hard to build towards. <laughs> yeah. They would have to do... They would have to pull out some shocking stuff at the pay-per-view. And then I think you're fine. Yeah. And then do a lot of rematches and stuff. Yeah, that's fine. One thing, we don't really have a lot from our collision boys. I feel like we could get some more collision matches in here. Yeah. Like, uh, maybe... I mean... The trios could be very different next week, um, but mm-hmm. I would, I would like. like I'm surprised Miro's not on the show, and I would, but I would like to see. Um, uh, yeah, but yeah, something with something with Andrade would be cool. Something with Starks could be cool. Um, you got Miro, you got, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very dynamite heavy and mm-hmm. a hot commodity right now is collision. People really like collision. So they should 
tap into that a bit more. Collisions for the boys. <laughs> it's good. I like it. I, yeah, I, I like collision my, a lot. My collision uh, watching habits is it gets uploaded to the, the app for the TV station that I have, and I just watch it Sunday. Mm-hmm. I get up Sunday, and I put it on while I drink my coffee. It's a, it's a good time. I don't yeah. watch it live. It's fine. It feels live to me. Yeah. As long as you don't get any spoilers, it's going to feel live. Well, yeah, that's why I, I always find it funny when people are like, oh, I don't like it because it's not live about like certain shows. Like if it's recorded, it's like, what the fuck does it matter? If they didn't tell you, you wouldn't care. You would think mm-hmm. it's live. For sure. But, yep. I thought Dynamite this week was fun. Not the greatest of all time episode or anything. No, but it, good it, episode. it was a little bland, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. Like, uh, like the, the blood, like the Blackpool combat club match was kind of just a match. The, the women's match felt like it was a championship match, but kind of just a match. The young bucks matches, maybe not quite as exciting as some of them are. Um, the highlight was RVD by a long shot. Oh Yeah. RVD and the MJF stuff was it's cool. It was very yeah. Cool. I like the swerve, Darby, all that stuff. I like that too. Yeah, um, but yeah, no, I'm very looking forward to this coming collision. Just for that fucking tr- for the trios, trios match is gonna be crazy. <laughs> like, how do you book yourself out of that one? Yeah, like, that's a that's okay. Cool. Yeah. That's a. Uh, I don't know what to do here. <laughs> like you could have had that at all in, and I'd have been like, hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, yeah. I feel like all in still missing something. There's like there's one match that it's missing, and this could be the Kenny match. Um, but Kenny yeah. versus Takashita will might it could be match of the year easy. Like I, I believe that those two guys can put that together in their sleep. Can put mm-hmm. a match of the year candidate together. Osprey versus Jericho, not so much. Yeah, that's gonna be a weird one. A winded Jericho trying to keep up with Will Osprey. Oh yeah, and he's gonna try to hit a lion salt late into the match and almost kill him. And then Osprey's gonna hit a lion salt that's like a triple flip. Yeah, <laughs> I just want him to kill him. I want him to kill Chris Jericho. He oh, might. God. Yeah, it's just. Yeah, there's something. There's something missing, but I think the MJF and Cole stuff will be special. I think it will be special, and they know it'll be special because they're doing it as the main event. They've got. They've got something. And it's so unique. We haven't really seen anything like this. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe WWE has done that where friends face each other. But (laughs) knowing that one of the two guys is going to turn, but we don't know which one it is, is uh, is very fun. I think they're I think they're going to do something that we that we have not seen, and I think that's uh, because Tony Khan wouldn't be putting together. A half baked show for uh for all in. He knows. 
Yeah. And he knows that he's not doing Kenny versus Osprey. So it's got to be. I think Joe versus Punk is going to be crazy too. We saw the oh, last yeah, that'd match. Be very it was good. already phenomenal. So I don't. <laughs> I can't even imagine what they're going to do. And he's probably going to try and kill CM Punk on collision. Oh, yeah. <laughs> awesome. Oh, somebody's going to. There's going to be a strap match. Um, yeah, we're going to get a. We're going to get a strap match again with Starks and Punk at some point. Oh, yeah. Because you know how Starks was whipping uh, fucking my childhood favorite wrestler, um, Ricky Mm -hmm. the Dragon Steamboat. And then um, CM Punk said, be careful what you wish for, and he's holding a belt in his hand in the promo. Uh, Yeah, that could be it all out in Chicago. Yeah, well, that's what I think. I think the the Starks match is going to is all out. I think they're probably building. Well, they are. They're building in tandem for for some of these feuds. The Stark and the Stark and Punk uh, strap match will probably yeah. be all out, especially with it being a Punk thing. Mm-hmm. I think Punk winning that one. Um, yeah. So it looks like the the RVD and at Wembley is not happening. I'm happy. Um, yeah. Jack It'd be cool to hear the whole arena singing uh, Pantera Walk. But <laughs> yes, uh, I think Jack Perry versus Hook happens at All Out, mm-hmm. not All In. I think that's a. I can see that too. I think that's an All Out build that's happening right now in front of us. I don't think they put Jack Perry in. I think it overstuffs the card a little bit if you do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm excited. I'm very excited. And we've got two weeks left, and you know they're going to do some wild shit. I would like for FTR and the Bucks to have a little more of a build. I think it needs something there. Mm -hmm. There's too many just... There's two just straight challenges happening. We've got the, the tag title and the... Whatever the fuck the punk one is. I don't even know the real... The real AW championship match. Yeah. Is just a challenge, but I, I don't think it'll be just a challenge after this week. Alright. I guess that's it. We're done. See ya See ya. Uh, well can't can't log off until I actually put